Welcome to the Dairobi Health Show, covering the world of fitness, nutrition, and supplementation with world-class guests, the latest clinical research, and plenty of tips you can use right away to boost your health and wellness. Here's your host, Dave Sherwin. Hello, welcome to the show. Today we're going to bust some myths. I don't know if you've ever seen that show, Mythbusters. Me and my kids used to love that. We used to sit down and they'd talk about a myth. And then they would go ahead and experiment and do all this cool stuff to determine whether it was true or not. And I think all of us like that type of stuff. We're sometimes raised with beliefs or we hear something on the radio or a friend tells us something. And we tend to believe a really good story. But in the end, we sometimes end up believing stuff we just should never believe. And in this day of clickbait and sensational headlines and everyone fighting for our attention about everything, including health, It's easy to adopt terrible myths and to believe things that just aren't true and sometimes can even become harmful or simply add stress to our lives if we believe something that just isn't true. I'm a huge fan of a website called examine.com. I highly recommend it. It has been instrumental in our company in getting really good evidence-based research for a lot of the things that we do. For example, before we formulate supplements, we always check with examine.com. They are a unbiased, uh, highly credible source of information. They don't accept any money from the supplement industry so that they can maintain their credibility in terms of supplements and other health items. And I've just come to really respect their opinion on things. So when they published this article that I'm going to be basing this episode on, I was thrilled to see uh, their list of 18 myths that just won't die. And as I read it, I I knew that this would make a phenomenal podcast episode. So giving full credit to the folks at examine.com, I am going to go through the 18 myths that I think you'll find very valuable that they have busted. And let's just jump right in and start with myth number one, carbs are bad for you. You've probably heard this one for years. Uh, It was fat. Remember in the 90s, uh, fat is the enemy. We need non-fat this and non-fat that. But recently it's become carbs, right? But the fact is that carbs, fats, and protein from healthy sources are the absolute foundational building blocks of our bodies. They're critical to our overall health. Now, if you're a diabetic or insulin resistant, then carb consumption is something you've really got to regulate. And I I understand that. But, but, But for everybody else, it's probably not the devil that social media warriors want you to think that it is. Myth number two, fats are bad for you. I talked about this a little bit in myth number one. But fat does not make you fat. Eating cholesterol does not raise your cholesterol. And fat just does not. Uh, do the things to your body that a lot of people would have you think that it did. Saturated fat is not the main driver of cardiovascular disease. That's simply a myth. Trans fat is definitely bad, and we should all avoid that whenever possible. Otherwise, healthy forms of fat like eggs are very good for us, and we need a certain amount of fat in our diet. Myth number three, protein is bad for you. Some early reports about excess protein causing bone and kidney damage have been debunked. So if you heard one of those radio reports or sensationalized reports about protein or high-protein diets, 
Randomized clinical trials have shown that high-protein diets do not have harmful effects. Protein, even in large amounts, is not harmful unless you have a pre-existing condition. Now, as a side note, examine.com's top three myths, carbs, fats, and protein, do make up the foundational building blocks, as I mentioned earlier, of our diet. In my book, Formula 7, I talk about the importance of the relationship between carbs, fats, and diets. And what I highly recommend you, that you do, because all of us are different. I'm not you. You're not me. You know, We're all different ages. We're different genders. And we all come from different backgrounds. We all do different levels of exercise. What I'd recommend is that you try uh, for a while, if you're, you're wondering about the right ratio of carbs, fats, and proteins, a really good rule of thumb is that with each meal, if you can get as close to this standard as possible, that you eat uh, high-quality carbs about the size of your fist— and high-quality protein about the size of your palm. You know, if you kind of chop, this is kind of gross, but if you chopped off your thumb and your fingers, uh, what's left of your hand, uh, that's about the size of the protein portion. And then um, fat about the size of your thumb. And you know what? If you just try to eat in that ratio for a while, you could quickly determine how well you do operating on those proportions of carbs, fats, and protein. And of course, with all three, try to eat high quality uh, portions of your carbs, fats, and proteins, and you'll do just fine. Myth number four, egg yolks are bad for you. The poor egg, the egg has gone through so much. I remember in the early 90s when eggs were something, the evil, you know, the evil food none of us should eat at all. But Later on, we found out that egg whites were the thing, and you can even buy egg whites in fancy boxes at Walmart. But the fact is that all that stuff is just bunk, and the whole dang egg is really, really good for you. There are no clinical studies showing a relationship between eggs and cardiovascular disease or that they raise cholesterol levels. The truth is they are an excellent source of protein, fats, and nutrients. And if you mix up a couple of eggs and some vegetables in the morning and make a nice omelet, you probably couldn't have a better breakfast than that. Myth number five, red meat. Red meat is bad for you. Red meat causes cancer. Have you heard that one before? Well, not so much. Let's be clear. Almost everything causes cancer from sunlight to trees and bunnies, I think. Uh, so there's a lot of things we can get cancer from, but red meat is only likely to be a problem in people with poor diets and lifestyle choices. If you're exercising, eating your veggies, and don't smoke, red meat is not something you have to worry about. Now, I'm not talking about in excess or massive portions or anything like that. And do avoid cured, smoked, and highly processed red meat. Buy the good stuff from a local butcher and you can't go wrong. Enjoy your red meat in moderation and you will be just fine. Myth number six, salt is bad for you. Well, we've probably all heard those studies about salt and hypertension, kidney damage, and cognitive decline. But the elephant in the room is that salt is something every single body needs. It is an essential element that is critical to our health. The problem, of course, is when we eat too much and from the wrong sources. So if you're eating a generally healthy diet and avoid processed foods, which we all should be doing for a plethora of reasons, then moderate salt consumption has shown no negative side effects in healthy people. 
Those with hypertension do need to get professional advice on their salt consumption. Otherwise, salt just is not as bad as most people would make us think that it is. Number seven, bread. Bread is bad for you. Have you heard that one? Bread will make you fat and it contains gluten, which of course is one of the worst poisons ever known to man, according to many people uh, in the social media world. But again, what does the data say? What do the studies say? Well, if you're convinced that whole wheat is way better than white, white bread uh, as well, along with is bread the devil, uh, the difference even there is not as great as you might think. The challenge with bread is that it's nutrient dense. It's easy to overeat. If you're at Olive Garden and they put a big bowl of bread in front of you and some olive oil and balsamic vinegar, it's really easy to down six or 700 calories before you even know it. So when it comes to bread, bread is okay to eat. Just don't eat too much of it. So instead of eating from bowls or bags, uh, make sure that you portion out how much bread you're going to have and, and then just kind of stop eating after that. So um, the other problem with bread is we tend to smother it with things like peanut butter, butter, and sugary jams, etc. But if you eat it in moderation and aren't sensitive to gluten, then bread is just fine as part of a healthy diet and exercise regimen. Myth number eight, HFCS, high fructose corn sugar, is far worse than sugar. High fructose corn syrup, be gone, witch, but wait a minute. High fructose corn syrup has been demonized by the media and health experts for some time and may be universally considered an unhealthy food by health experts. But the fact is, there is very little difference between HFCS and sucrose or table sugar. Liquid HFCS has a, high, has a fructose content, uh, content of 42 to 55%, while table sugar is 50% fructose. The fact is, in our body, they are very, very similar to each other. Either one used in small amounts by healthy people shouldn't cause a problem in their diet. Again, I'm not justifying sugar or high fr fructose corn syrup. What I'm saying is if you thought that high fructose corn syrup was terrible and would kill you, and so you'd rather put sugar on something, well, there's hardly a difference. If you're going to have a pop, have a pop, whether it has sugar or high fructose corn syrup in it, just don't have that much pop. That's the idea here. Myth number nine, fresh is more nutritious than frozen. Now, certainly this makes common sense, right? Doesn't it just seem like fresh is better than frozen and especially better than canned? But here's the thing. Frozen foods go through very minimal processing and are generally vine ripened before they're frozen. But did you know that fresh fruits and vegetables are sometimes not vine ripened when they're picked? And so while there may be a slight difference between select fruits and vegetables that are fresh versus frozen, they're so small, they really don't matter. So generally speaking, you ought to consider frozen food just as healthy as fresh food, which should make it a little easier to make some of those choices at the grocery store. One of the staples in our house is the triple berry mix from Costco. And so knowing that frozen food is just as good as fresh food is really cool because it's a very convenient way to get berries into our diet. And so fresh, frozen, not so much.
Both are very healthy for you. Myth number 10, foods are always superior to supplements. Again, seems to make a lot of common sense, but the fact is the science does not support this. Some compounds are simply more effective in supplement form. Two of our own products are great examples of this, glutathione and Mimi's Miracle Turmeric. Glutathione occurs naturally in a diet, but the amount of food you'd have to eat to get an equivalent amount of glutathione that would raise the immune capacity of your body and be a powerful antioxidant is crazy. You could never get it in the amounts that you need that the studies have shown actually help your body through simply taking it in your diet. For those of you that listened to the episode on turmeric, you heard that what was, what was it that the, um, Dr. Marinari said? He said, if you held out your arm along the line of um, turmeric in the health food store and threw all of them into your shopping cart and ate them all, you'd have to eat that many to get the curcuminoids into your blood that you can from Mimi's Miracle Turmeric, another excellent example. Not only that, turmeric is very difficult for the body to use. As a matter of fact, uh, examine.com uses turmeric as an example. Here's the quote. They say, one example is the curcumin in turmeric. On its own, your body cannot absorb it well, but taken in liposomal form a supple- or, or supplemented with pepperine, a black pepper extract, curcumin sees its bioavailability, bioavailability increase dramatically. Other examples include folic acid or vitamin B9, K1, B12, and many, many others. Corollary to this concept that foods are always superior to supplements is that the word chemical and synthetic sound very, very negative to us. None of us wants to eat chemicals or synthetics. But the fact is that there are some synthesized foods that are actually superior in our body uh, than the whole food original. I know that sounds like blasphemy to many of the uh, purists out there, but it's clinically been proven. A great example of that is vitamin B12. In its synthesized form, it's more bioavailable. And if it wasn't, it would be very, very expensive and it would be unsuitable for vegans. And so I'm not condoning eating chemicals or synthesized things. I'm simply saying that don't think that in all cases it's always bad. There actually are some um, supplements offered by modern science that are actually synthesized and are better for our body. And I'll leave that one for you to think about. Maybe you won't believe me. I totally get it. But it's well worth reading the article. I'm going to put a link in the show notes here that you can uh, look at the research for yourself if you're interested in learning more about that, that may sound, uh, this principle that may sound very controversial to you, but it is certainly supported by the clinical studies. Myth number 11, dietary supplements are necessary. The fact is a good healthy balanced diet should always be the foundation of a good, uh, a good diet. Uh, many people supplement things uh, like multivitamins. We've covered this in another episode on, on this show. Multivitamins ha- have not been proven in any study to extend life and in some cases uh, actually are just, frankly, a waste of money. And the, the truth is supplements have their use. You can benefit from supplementing specific vitamins or minerals. Protein powder, for example, as a supplement can make it a lot easier to get your daily protein intake. 
But supplements should complete a healthy diet, not replace it. We've said that from the beginning, even though we sell supplements and make our living uh, manufacturing and, and selling supplements, we have never said you should have them instead of food or that they're more important than food. It's always been nutrition, exercise, supplements in that order. And when you get all three working synergistically, you can really have a great lifestyle. But um, again, it starts with a good, healthy diet. Myth number 12, you should eat clean. This one is quite interesting. Again, it sounds counterintuitive. The problem is eating clean isn't so much a myth as it's just a concept that's fraught with misconceptions. What clean eating means to one guru can be totally different than what clean eating means to a vegan or a paleo eater or a keto fan. It totally depends who you are, who you're listening to, what in the world does clean eating mean? Does it mean eating only organic? Does it mean eating only raw? The truth is that clean eating is tough to define, and gurus don't even agree on what it is or what is clean and what is not. And so again, stick to the basics, favor whole foods, but don't feel like a small amount of processed foods will kill you. Eat organic if you want it and can afford it. Otherwise, peel and wash your vegetables and fruits. And avoid stressing too much about how clean you're eating because in the end, the stress of this clean eating concept may be shortening your life more than the clean eating is lengthening it. And so don't add that extra stress to your life. Eat a good, clean, well-balanced diet and don't overthink it. Myth number 13, you should detox on a regular basis. So you do a detox. You drink nothing but water. You, you drink plant juice, uh, plant-based juices and take a cleansing supplement. And a few days later, you are cleansed of what exactly? A 2009 investigation of 10 detox companies found they couldn't name the toxins targeted by any of the 15 products investigated, let alone prove that their products worked. Potential offending Toxins, I'm using air quotes here, can be any plant or animal-based substance that is poisonous. And gurus might cite anything from heavy metals, pollutants, pesticides, preservatives, or even high fructose corn syrup. But the fact is, while these things absolutely do enter our liver, uh, kidneys, and other organs, those organs are working 24-7 to eliminate them. And a good, healthy diet and supplement strategy is constantly working to remove them from the system. When we're exercising and sweating and breathing heavily, our body is removing these things from our system. So rather than do occasional detoxes, focus on sustainable good habits of exercise, healthy eating, and high-quality supplements to maintain a strong body system that is always detoxifying itself. And if I could put in another plug for one of our products, this is why I take Mimi's Miracle Minerals every day. Minerals are a detoxifying product. They have a negative charge, which helps remove the positively charged heavy metals and toxins like that that are in our cells. So taking a uh, natural um, uh, mineral product is one of the ways that you are on an ongoing basis detoxifying your body. Myth number 14, eat more to boost your metabolism. To clarify, that's talking about eating more often. You've heard the concept of grazing, maybe eating five or six meals a day rather than three big meals. This has been quite popular over the last few years. It's something I've experimented with personally. 
And there have been lots of studies done on the concept of eating five to six meals instead of the traditional three, or for those who skip breakfast, just two. But what has been found over and over in multiple studies is that over the course of a given day or week, the amount of calories taken in is what matters most, not the frequency of the meals. They have not been able to link either weight gain or weight loss or muscle retention or any of those things, or metabolic rates, to how often we eat. Total caloric intake seems to trump total number of meals eaten. So if this is one of those things that you have been you know, stressing to eat five times a day instead of three and it's been difficult for you, you can really just go back to the traditional three and do just fine. So good news there. Myth number 15, you need to eat breakfast or breakfast is the healthiest meal of the day. I have believed this for most of my life. I've tried to live by this. I've tried to eat a healthy breakfast. But clinical studies have shown that breakfast is truly an individual thing. And people who don't do well when eating breakfast shouldn't eat breakfast. As a matter of fact, one study on people who don't generally eat breakfast, forced them to eat breakfast for a month and found that on average those people gained four pounds. So breakfast, it turns out, is only the most important meal of the day for those who truly feel that way and do better when they have breakfast. If you don't like breakfast, you don't feel like breakfast and your body doesn't crave it, go with that and you'll do just fine. Again, total caloric intake and the quality of your food at the end of the day and the week is what matters most. Myth number 16, To lose fat, don't eat before bed. This is another one that I have subscribed to. I've always felt some guilt when I was hungry before going to bed. But this is only true if the food we're eating is either extra food that's adding to our caloric intake or they have found in research that sometimes when people eat at night, they tend to eat lower quality food. Their willpower isn't as high and they tend to eat snack style food that is unhealthy. But if you're hungry at night and you eat healthy food, there, have, there are no negative effects as long as it's not extra food that's adding to that caloric intake. Myth number 17, to lose fat, do your cardio on an empty stomach. Another one that I myself have subscribed to, but it turns out there simply is no evidence to support this. The research that has been done shows very little difference in terms of fat loss muscle preservation, or metabolic rate. So it comes down again to personal choice. If you feel hungry and you want to eat before a workout, go ahead. If not, don't. I will say that my own personal experimentation has shown me that if I don't eat within three hours of a race or a hard workout, I personally perform better. But that's just me. Try this out for yourself. I also found when I was younger, I, I wanted to eat before I did a workout or uh, event. Uh, But as I've gotten older, I do better if I don't. So it really does come down to personal preference. Experiment with this one for yourself. Myth number 18, the last myth, you need protein right after workout. This is another one that I believed and I've tried to eat within that certain window um, for for quite some time. I I have thought for years that after a hard workout and, and breaking down that muscle, I ought to be taking a protein shake within 20 to 40 minutes of working out. I even talked to Dr. Brian Parks on our our protein episode about this issue. But the research doesn't really support the concept of the anabolic window in which you should take in protein. 
And again, what matters most is that we get enough protein every single day. So chances are, if you're stressing over ingesting that protein shake right after your workout, you are stressing unnecessarily. Make the focus instead about what I said at the top of the episode, getting enough protein every single day, which most people don't. So there you have it, 18 myths that you've probably either heard or even believed over the past few years. I have a very high opinion of the people at examine.com who do this research and gather all these studies to determine uh, what is correct and what is not correct when it comes to our health and supplementation. I highly recommend their research. This is episode 40 of the Dairobi Health Show. And if you go to dairobi.com and go to the blog and find episode 40, I will have links to this research. I found their studies to be indispensable, as I mentioned, and I have a lot of trust in them. Hopefully having some of these myths busted helps take some pressure off and make life a little bit easier. Because in the end, the stress of trying to be healthy may induce some of the healthy benefits of the nutrition and exercise programs we all have. Life's hard enough without adding misconception, guilt, or difficulty to the equation. This is Dave Sherwin wishing you health and success. Thanks for listening to the Dairobi Health Show. Make sure and check dairobi.com for a free copy of Dave's excellent health book, Formula 7, and enter to win in our free Bottle Friday contest. If you're enjoying the show, leave your review on iTunes. See you next time.